The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You just got Daryl and I'm going solo tonight. Hey guys, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. Holly Holmes is the new reigning champion. Oh my goodness. She beat Ronda Rossi and someone thought that Ronda Rossi could never be beat. Ronda Rossi actually trying to um, campaign to fight men like Floyd Mayweather. And here she is getting beat by... Holly Holmes. Congratulations, Holly Holmes. But hey, guys, let's get right into this football. It's a whole lot of talk about NFL quarterbacks and should they run, can they run, why don't they run. Well, guys, let's talk about this. You know, we look at the injuries of quarterbacks and athletes in the NFL. You just can't afford to lose a quarterback. You know, Sam Bradford went down yesterday and here it is again. We're seeing the old, the old butt fumble. Come on. You know, is, is this going to be, is this what we're going to see from the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, Sam Bradford, we knew he was paper thin coming into the season. And now we see that he's, he's out probably for the season. And not only is Sam Bradford suffering another shoulder injury that he's already had in the past. This is not on the throwing shoulder, thank God. But he's also dealing with concussion issues. And that's 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 bad enough by itself. That's gonna at least keep Sam Bradford out for two weeks. And let me tell you, this team without Sam Bradford is tough enough that um that they struggle to to find wins. But without Sam Bradford this is almost going to be impossible for this team to compete um, in the division that they're in in the NFC. Right now, they're in third place in the division. The Philadelphia Eagles behind the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. And this is a division that the Redskins are winning the division. Uh, the Giants are winning this division with a record of 5-5. Five and five. You know, hey, we got a call on the line. What's up, caller? What's up, D? Hey, loving life, loving life. This Herman? Yeah, man. What's going on? Hey, man. I'm telling you, I'm loving this life I got. We are here on Voice America Radio, Sports Info UM is the name of this show. And uh, tonight we're talking about why the NFL quarterbacks shouldn't run, can't run, and and most of them don't know how to run. Well, 
they don't even need to be on the field because when you touch one of them, you're going to get a penalty or oh, they hurt either one of them. I don't understand. I don't understand football like it is that, man. I mean, well, you- I... Hey, man, it's football a violent sport, D. It is a violent sport. And uh, and when we look at it now, uh, look like the rules have taken a lot of the violence out of the game. And I, and I'm telling you, they is, man. It's getting hard to watch football now because you might as well have flags on now. You can't touch. You ask the defense not to hit a man. I mean, what, what's that? I, I would agree with you. And then they're, at, they're begging these guys to do really what's unethical in the game. Hit them low. You know, we don't want to hit people low because we know your career could be be over if you hit someone low and, and hurt their knees. That's the only alternative now, man. You actually, you actually defensive back, the check of 4-2, man running, you got to aim to hit him. How can you do all that, man? I, I agree. And you know you know what really gets on my nerves when you hear these commentators say, well, the rules have been in place so long that they should know how to hit someone. You mean in, in, when, you, when my instincts are telling me what to do on a field, I'm supposed to target his, I suppose to target six inches below his chest, I guess. Come on. I, I don't understand. Look, look back in the old days. The, Raiders, the old Raiders could not have been play football these days. None of the old teams, I mean, back in the day. The Steelers, the, the, the Steelers couldn't have won no championships back in the day when me and Joe Green played. He couldn't play in this era. Lawrence <laughs> Taylor couldn't play in this era, man. Well, he couldn't either, man. None of them. No, none couldn't. of those guys. Yeah. And, and, and you re- it really makes you wonder, where where is the game going? Um, you know, is there going to be a time where we just going to – we're going to be looking at a Pro Bowl game. You know how they play in the Pro Bowl? It's almost like they just play touch football. Yeah, you're going to be looking at flag football after a while, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. So when we start talking about these quarterbacks running the ball, um, it's, 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 it, it, Cam Newton is a different kind of guy. And I, I'm telling you, you know. the quarterbacks, too, if you look at it, man. You, yeah. can, you, look, you cannot hit Tom Brady any kind of way. And you oh, ain't no. going to die. It's different rules. And look what the referee said to Cam. Hey, you ain't, you ain't got there yet. Right. You, know you haven't earned that yet. Yeah, you ain't earned that yet. So what's and, that telling you? That, that's crazy, ain't it? That is crazy. And, and you're right. There are different rules for different quarterbacks. <laughs> and um, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, their rules yeah, are different. You know, yes, you, you, you know, and they've actually had rules uh, ruled behind their name. You know, there, there's the tuck rule. That's a Tom Brady rule. You know what I mean? And then when you look at, it, you can't go for a quarterback knees. You know, you, you. That's that's another Tom Brady rule. You know, yeah. And so these guys have actually made the game what it is for the quarterback. And and they don't run. Let's let's get it. Let's get it. Let's be honest. Tom Brady, it's very rare that he's going to lead the comfort of his pocket. Peyton Manning, he, he's very rarely going to lead the pocket as well. You yep. know. But and and when we look at Russell Wilson, I really think his career is is suffering because the NFL is caught up with him and they're making him stay in the mm-hmm. pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, he can't, and, he, and he has trouble seeing over the defense. 
He's yep. having. A, he's going to have a lot of problems, and um, and, and and plus, Russell Wilson did did what most of these athletes shouldn't do. Leave them Hollywood girls alone, man. It's plenty of women out here. Don't mess with Sierra and Black China and all of them. Leave them alone, man. I'm telling you, they just they just they distract you, and your game is not the same. Gilbert Arenas is the same way. He started messing with Kardashians, and look at him. I'm gonna tell you, man. It's, it, and, and, and what's that running back that played with uh, with San Francisco? He got hurt this year, but he was messing with one of them Kardashians one time too. You know, yeah. Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush, man, start messing yeah. with Kardashians, and bam, his career just—you don't even hear from him no more. So I'm telling yeah. you, these guys need to leave these stars alone and concentrate on their game. Yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you, man, that that guy from um, the Forty Nineers—he out of his game too. That quarterback, because he's trying to be a pocket passer. He know he better he better do what he do good, man. That's exactly what. If you can run, you need to run. Kaepernick is another example of a quarterback that they really thought they needed to keep him in the pocket. And I I think because his his instincts were to run and throw the ball, I think they should have gave him an opportunity to do both. But you can't take his script on And they done did that. They done even a quarterback, man. He ain't. Yeah, man. And I thought situation just pitiful to me. Oh, the Cowboys. However, with that Kaepernick thing, Kaepernick yeah. is a quarterback that I think the NFL did him a favor keeping him in the pocket because he, he, he's not going to last, man. He's, they hit so hard on defense in the NFL, and they're begging a quarterback to run across that line of scrimmage and not be willing to, to slide as quick as he can. And Kaepernick had a little bit of juice in him, you know? And I think if he had continued to run like he wanted to run, I don't you think his that. career would have lasted. You got to learn how to slide then. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he has to learn how to slide. Hey, but when we, we look at, like you were just about to talk about on Tony Romo, Look yeah. at what the Cowboys have without Tony Romo. Oh, my God. He, oh, my God. Nothing. 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 I nothing. mean, I, I ain't never seen just one man be so valuable to a team, man. Come on. I think that's how valuable all these starting quarterbacks are to a team. This week, we're going to see the Denver Broncos without Peyton Manning as their starting quarterback. And you watch yep. how how hard and how how this this guy struggles uh, trying to run this team out in Denver without Peyton Manning. Yeah, it'll be, yep. be almost like the Cowboys without Romo. Yeah, you know, you look at what 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 did the Cardinals do last year when Carson Palmer went down? They went down. They, they went. went. Down. Yeah, yep. they, they did. They did. They, they, they went down. You know, and and so hey, I I really think that this, this these NFL quarterbacks are just so valuable, and um, they they mean so much to a team that they just can't afford for them to leave the comfort of the pocket because without them, they they don't have anything. You know, last week this kid Teddy Bridgewater, who has the Minnesota Vikings at seven and three, he suffered a concussion, came back this week and played and won. Well, but, you tell him- you tell me now you want the room there. I mean, we can't have it both ways, brother. I mean, they're going to keep the room like they are there. They're going to definitely mean, keep them like they are. <laughs> no, well, they're going to 
if anything, if anything, they're going to clamp down on the rules even harder. It's going to get worse, then. It's going to get worse. For the defensive man, it's going to get worse. Well, and what can and what can they do? You know, not hit as hard. <laughs> hey man, I don't know. I just, I just want football changing in front of my eyes, man. It's too many rules. Hey, well, if football football is changing, and that, that's without a doubt, and I, I but I really think um, the preparation for the game has changed in a lot of ways too. You know, I think it's, these yeah. guys are more mentally involved in the game now than physical, and I guess you have to be, you know, because when you have teams like the, like the New England Patriots, instead of running out with maybe eight formations, the Patriots are probably going to run 28 formations in one game. So you have to be prepared for every one of those formations. Yeah. You, you know? um, yeah, that's true, too. But, uh, man, yeah, the game, I mean, it's just, and one rule, that Tarsley rule for college, I mean, it's killing. I, I feel like you just, if it's targeting, you give him a personal foul, you're going to kick a man out of the game for one play, and you might be wrong. I see the, I see a lot of them targeting calls wasn't targeted. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the, I, I agree. And, 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 and with this targeting, I, it, it's, it's, it's terrible in college because – because they kicked you out the game. Yeah, you see a you see a guy walking a kid to the locker room. Yeah, because he hit somebody in the head. Come then, on, man. And they might be wrong too. Sometimes they it don't be targeted. You know, I'm, 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 um, do you remember when uh, when Jarvis Williams hit Melvin Bratton in the in the, at the Florida Miami game yeah. in 1985? That would have been targeted. Targeting. He probably would have got suspended for the rest of the season, man. He probably would. <laughs> he probably would, man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just saying it, it's it's unbelievable to see some of this now that goes on. And and I and I know um, athletes dealing with concussions is a bigger deal now than it's ever been, and equipment is is a hundred percent better than it was when we played the game. Mm-hmm. But the concussions is an issue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I when I look back at it, how many concussions did I suffer? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You never know, because I know we got some, boy. Yeah, without a question, you know. And I and and I, I hate to say I turned out all right, because I ain't so sure. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know, man. But I know we got Boy. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, man, they got to come up with something, though. I don't know. We, it ain't looking good right now for the NFL, man. Yeah. And yeah. they, well, you know, it, when, when, like you were talking about with the college and the targeting, they actually kick kids out of the game right away for it. So it's they're, they're, they're making it tough as well. Um, but with the pros, it really appears as though the pros are trying to, you know, they, they're doing everything they can to, to make the game appear to be safer. But at the same time, how many injections do these guys give knees and elbows and fingers and joints? We see this kid, Jason Pierre Paul, out there playing with just a few fingers. You know, they talk about the safety of the game, but 
How safe are they really making it for the athlete? That's a good question. That's I think it's all question. a smoke screen. I really do think it's all a smoke screen. You know, even and, and uh, you know, before I let you go, Herman, I know we get we are coming up on a break. We got about four minutes to a commercial. You know, um, I saw the Jacksonville Jaguars game yesterday against the Ravens, and you know, a team that really didn't look good is is when the Ravens actually the last play of the game. The Ravens were walking off the field. Looked like they gave up. Like, hey, the game is over. Oh, Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville got an un, untimed down, kicked the field goal, and won the game. Hmm. You know, yeah. I, 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 I really think Harbaugh is in a little bit of trouble in Baltimore. You know, I know he's won a Super Bowl there, uh, but... What have you done for us lately, Harbaugh? And I think that team is going to be in a little bit of trouble. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. All right, kids. Good hey. talking to y'all. It's always good, Herman. And don't be a stranger. Call the Sports Info UM show every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. We're here. All right, buddy. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Um, Matt, we got another call on the line? Marcus, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, we're here talking about why these NFL quarterbacks don't run, shouldn't run, and most of them can't run. <clears throat> I have a, I have a perfect explanation for that. Okay. Uh, you, well, you know the NFL, they don't really want to bring any of the college stuff into their league. You know, they like traditional drop-back quarterbacks. I feel like if any quarterback has running associated with them where he likes to lead the pocket, I feel like offensive coordinators don't want them. And you see when quarterbacks, when that's part of their skill set, they're not successful in traditional offense. Look at us, look at uh, Kevin Cabinet. You know, he's not a traditional quarterback. I feel like that's why he's having the problems. I mean, let's look at uh, <coughs> RG3. He's not a tra- traditional quarterback. I feel like that's why he had problems. So I feel like a lot of people, they got to cater to what your quarterback could do. Cam Newton is not a sit-in-the-pocket quarterback. But I feel like his offensive coordinator, you know, adjusts the offense to his skill level and allows him to run and leave, and that's why he's successful. So I feel like it's really offensive coordinators not wanting to go away from that traditional-style quarterback. All right. Hey, Marcus, hold that thought, because we're going to be right back after these commercials, and we're going to talk about why these NFL quarterbacks don't run, and Cam and can Cam Newton be stopped? The guy that looks like Julius Peppers and runs like Eric Dickerson. <laughs> and we'll be back, guys, after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's Prime Big Game Intel this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, and will feature national big game reports, how to properly process your game, field-to-table prep, and lots more. The morning in will be Remy Ward of Apex Predator and Decap Uano's Roski Optic Quest. Plus, Julie McQueen and Daniel Lee Martin of Brotherhood Outdoors and our Southwest Colorado Elk correspondent, Mark Frame. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Marcus on the line from Tallahassee, Florida. And Marcus, you've given us your examples of um, how the NFL and um, the league should actually cater to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Saying, yeah, and I and, and I agree with you. I don't think Cam Newton is a is a just a stand in the in the pocket kind of quarterback. However, when Cam Newton stands in the pocket, he's a very accurate passer, and that's oh, the yes. difference between him and some of these other guys that have to run. Um, RG three, his problem was when he stood in the pocket, his accuracy was not that accurate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and they knew that he was not going to stand in the pocket and look at one, two, three. He was going to look at one, maybe two, and run. And when they go, he's going to look at one, maybe two, and run, it's all about about preparation for that. And I think the league caught up with Robert. And I used to call him Robert Griffin III, but when he started playing so bad, he just Robert now. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) He that dude, Robert, over there on the bench. He's Robert over there on the bench. But, no, I, and I think Robert Griffin, he's possibly going to be a good quarterback someday for another team because I think sitting on the bench this year has really maybe given him an eye-opening experience Well, he will be mm-hmm. able to come back and possibly see that one, two, three receiver. But I think you got to mm-hmm. stand in the pocket, man. I, that's just my, my opinion on this thing. I mean, you know, yeah, RG got to get better on his action. You made a good point by Cam. You know, Cam can run and he's deadly accurate when he does sit. So I guess it's just finding that quarterback that can run and be accurate when, you know, he's in the pocket, which is not many out there. You know, it's either one or the other. They can run or they're not that accurate. But you made a good point with uh, Cam. As far as RG3, man, he got to find him another team. I'm starting to feel bad for him. Well, don't feel bad for him. You know, he's making like $14 million this year sitting on the bench. Don't feel bad yeah, for him. Yeah, that is. And, and, and guess what? He's saving a season. This is a season that he didn't get banged up and beat up. And, you know, maybe this might be a, a season added on to his career 
at the back end. Let's hope it is anyway. And I think Robert Griffin has a chance, man, to, like I say, be a, he still has a chance to be a star in this league. That's yep. how much I think he can. It would be because, interesting, interesting to see who, who, what teams will be interested in him uh, next year. That's what I'm really uh, waiting to see. I, I would agree with you. And when we look at some of these teams, like, like the New York Jets, a, a prime example of a team that really needs a, uh, really needs a quarterback. Desperately hey, a, needs a quarterback. I saw another one out there, you know, the Broncos. It was like this might be Peyton last year, so they might be looking at you know, quarterback shopping next year themselves. So, uh, Hey, they they could be on the list for a quarterback, <laughs> you know, w- w- without a doubt. You know, I, I think it's a, it's, and there's a few more teams out there when we start um, – prowling around we'll find that there there's a need for uh for robert griffin yeah hey mark thanks for calling sports info um show don't be a stranger give us a call anytime we always look forward to talking to you no problem appreciate it thank you we appreciate you hey we got another call on the line danny what's going on hey matt we got danny on the line yes ma'am danny uh, I, I know what you're calling about. You know, every, every once in a while, man, you know, on this show, we get some really legends calling our show. You know, last week we had uh, two that, two-time Kodak All-American Willie Smith calling our show. And here it is this week. We have a two-time All-American at University of Miami uh, and a two-time national champion at the University of Miami. And, Danny, is it true that you have – Two or three Super Bowl rings? Two Super Bowl rings, man. Two, two Super Bowl su- rings and two national championship rings. Wow. 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 You know, last week, Coach Alec Hubbard Alexander was on the show, Danny. Um, he asked about you. I told him you were doing well. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? I know you want to talk about these Miami Hurricanes. Al Golden is gone. You know, Coach Scott is the new interim head coach. And we still getting slaughtered. What's happening, man? Hey, you know what? We we look at the same thing. Um, I was sitting there watching the game with a friend or our friends, and from a defensive standpoint, I'm like sitting there looking, like the first play of the game with that three four front. I was like hook 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 hook, and they were like, "Dan, you talk about going fishing?" I was like, "Nah, dog, I'm not talking about fishing." I'm like, I just seen the lineman getting hooked in school. There's some talent on that team. And I'm just trying to, you know, for like everybody else who played there, you, you can see it. Um, the kid 92, and I think 93, the defensive tackles, that the one kid can pass for us. I sit there, instead of him catching people, he should be firing off the ball and not get people back. We sit there and we just catch people and we react to what they do. And, you know, University of Miami, offensive-wise, we had the pro pass. We were like one of the first teams that had a pro passing style offense. We dictate what you're going to do. You can sit there and put your linebackers there. We're going to pick on them. Defensive-wise, with a four-man front, we're going to go and attack you, and we're going to stop everything you're going to do. I, I agree, Danny. What's happening? I, I, would, I think we have a lot of athletes on this team. We had a lot of athletes on the team last year. The NFL is, is proving that, you know, we got guys going to pros every year doing doing better than they did in college. So we have the athletes without question. It's just, I think just it's, you know, it's a matter of thing. We, we talk about talent. 
Lyman's going to get talent. Any school can get talent, but it's developing it. Um, I remember Coach Snellenberger was talking about Ronnie Belliger. These are some of these older players who were like, sit there. They wrote the coach a letter and says, look, I want to come there. I want to get developed. My thing is, it's when you look at University of Miami, you're like, oh, they practice good. I'm like, we're not that good in games. So wherever we practice against, that whatever that caliber is, not the caliber we're taking on the field to play good games against. And, you know, it's, I say it's like a participation thing where everyone needs to play. Well, he played good in practice. He going to make a couple plays. I play where, as a starter, I know that as a team-wise, we're going to have like 12. There's going to be 10 or 12 buffs regardless on there. So if you put that in there with the starters that play most of the time and you put other kids in there, then you multiply that. That's 24 buffs, and they give up big plays. When are you going to stop that? And I see the same characteristics of, like, bad plays going on. And I'm like, when we played back then, and I'm not just saying that, but, I'd like, a coach's standpoint, I would not put nobody in if you didn't trust them. Coach Snellenberger didn't do it. Coach Johnson didn't do it. You name any major coach, Bill Belichick will not put players in if he cannot trust to be in there. So, guy mess up, oh, I put you back in there again. I mess up again, I put you back in there. When is it going to stop at UN? I agree. And, you know, when we played, if you didn't know your playbook inside and out, you couldn't play. I don't care how good you were. You just couldn't play if you didn't know your plays. And, and, and we see this so often at the University of Miami. These guys are, are missing assignments right in the right place, but just not making plays. You know, and I, one of the things that has troubled me at the University of Miami for a few years now is that we see kids being recruited and basically promised a starting job. They actually start as true freshmen and never, they, they're never challenged to be the starter. They're given the starting job. You know, and, and a prime example, and I'm going to call him out, this kid, uh, Tracy Howard, a cornerback at University of Miami, this kid was given the starting job four years ago. Here he is in his fourth year and has never really panned out to be a starter because I don't think he's ever been challenged by anyone behind him or maybe he couldn't be challenged because he was given a job. I, I just don't know. But, well, I, I, when my friends kept there, and he, when I first went to the University of Miami, they were like, what's the difference about there? Coach Nellenberger was a Bear Bryant guy. Coach Nellenberger was a Don Shula guy. And your name was on the list, and your name was on there. I don't, you know, practice is one thing. When the game, when the real bullets start flying, what are you going to do? And I see these kids come in, and Daryl, as you, when I was a freshman, I was a snotty old freshman that came in. And people looked over, like, what are you going to do? I was like, when I got there, they, it was like, they were waiting for you. And you had to prove yourself. And I, you know, as I sit there and say, these guys get a, like a free ticket. Back then, if you got a free ticket, you think you're going to start, there are some people waiting for you. And you're going to have to prove yourself. Either do it as then. The best one I always talk about is Russell Merlin. He came in. We're looking yeah. at him. He's not that big, short, little, fat, round, poly guy. And we were, and I just see from Chicago. We're looking at him, and I we were doing over under. We had to do the sixteen one ten wind sprints for conditioning when you first come in. Yeah. And I said, I looked at him. I said, Russ, you going to do? It? He's like, I'll make them all. And people were laughing and this and that. He made every one. He made every sixteen one tens, 
and I looked at him. He was dying afterwards, and I said, you got a chance, man, because you're going to be able to do that. you got the right mentality. You ain't, you know, you, know you, you just came in with the right attitude. Yeah. So, nothing's given to you. So Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and, Danny, I look at this team that we see on the field on Saturdays now, and I question, can they make the, the 110s today? You know, I'm, I'm not so sure. You know, this this team just doesn't look very physical, offense or defense. And uh, and, and Brad Kaya is another guy that, that was given a starting job when he got to college and has never been challenged to be be second. He was always first. You know, I just don't think that's that that's that that doesn't make a complete player. I think you have to be challenged at one point sometime or another. And he hasn't been challenged and um and he, he he looks like a player that that well I'll throw an interception. It doesn't really bother him when when the team goes three and out. It doesn't seem to affect him. It doesn't it's it's no it doesn't seem to be any emotions tied to this thing. And I just never saw you could almost see a a, a like a, a I'm damn mad when Jim Kelly went three and out. You understand what I'm saying? You saw that same look on on uh, on Vinny's face and and Bernie's face. When they went three and out, you know, and I just don't see this kid with that kind of fire. And really, he 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 can't have that kind of fire because when he was seventeen and a half or eighteen and a half years old, he was the starter. And no, none of those guys that were twenty or twenty-one looked at him and say, "Oh, you've been through something. You, we're gonna listen to but you." But there, but there, it's when we played. Vinny was not a big spokesman. Vinny was a quiet person. No, it wasn't. That, but, but he was athletic there. But you know, you're. They make him the team thing. Is it's when you look at University of Miami, you look at and they're like, well, Brad Kai's the leader, uh, the linebackers the leader, and this and that. They pick and choose their leader. I was like, uh, we're sitting there and they're like, Michael Irvin was leader of the team. I said, like, Michael Irvin played receiver. He didn't come over to the defensive line and tell me what to do. I'd be like, Michael, go back over there and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like look at Vinny. I'm like sitting there. It's more like me, Jerome. You sit there. It was like a team concept. So it's more another. They pick and choose who's the person who's going to be the leader, and they're supposed to be, sit there. And I'm like, it's like an old thing. Back then, it was more another. We were more the alpha males were there. You put the you put the dog food out. You figure out who's going to be the alpha male, who's going to lead the thing, and who's going to win the you know who's going to lead the team. It's I, it's Miami's just a different thing. I do you do I think they can get back? Yes. And there's something, Daryl. I always say something about this. For some reason why, on the defensive end, it's like secondary and linebackers. Miami never produced linebackers. Ted Hendrick was a big, hybrid defensive end linebacker. Reuben Carter, um, Warren Sapp, me, all of us played. Deep. We always had a good defensive lineman, and we kicked butt. I'm like, name for the last 10 years what defensive lineman we had. I'm like, we need to go back to what our basic is on defense Offense, we're always innovative, passing, throwing the ball. We could always be that way because we're, we're always going to have athletes and the quarterback to throw the ball. And that's what we do. We don't want to wishbone. We don't want to veer. We spread you out. We pick apart what you do. And if you make a mistake, our defense is going to take advantage of what you have. Without a doubt, um, Danny. And our defense has been being taken advantage of Every Saturday, it appears, because everyone runs the ball on us an average of about seven yards. 
why don't they just run the ball every time as far as I'm concerned? And I look at our defense, and it, it doesn't appear that we don't have athletes. We look like we got a bunch of guys out there that just can't make plays. And I guess that's, what, that's the definition of an athlete is somebody that's making plays. It's not making plays, but it's one of their – at that young age, it's like, look, you have this – the four-man front, you have this gap. I don't care what they do to you. You make sure you go through that gap, and you take care of that. When you're sitting there grabbing some guy, looking back and forth, not knowing what you're doing, it's like high school. You go from high school to college. I went from high school to back then it was a beer, this and that, and I'm like nobody never threw the football. And you just use your natural ability to kill, you know, get in the backfield, blow up the plays. You go to college, either you're at Oklahoma where they won the wristbone, it's the same damn thing. You're like boom, boom, boom there. We were more advanced. We threw the ball. So we knew, just knew. We were like, you would just laugh. I'm like, you see a linebacker walk off on the safety. You know, the walk, linebacker walk off on a receiver. We were like, uh, we're going to pick on that guy. We already know how that's going to work. We might catch you now, but the next three plays we're going to do it. Defensive-wise, we always had somebody. If you have somebody sit in the middle, like Jerome Brown, Russell, I'm like, uh, you guys can't get scooped. You cannot get hooked. You just got to get up the field and blow up that play. And I promise you, you're going to have two defensive players tackle you. When I sit there and I, I had 17 sacks when I was my, uh, my junior year in college, I was like, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, either you're going to, either going to slide the protection toward me and Jerome, if you're going to slide it to Jerome, I'll be on the other side. You're going to have a problem. And now with our defense, I'm like, you have to slide the protection to nobody. We're not going to get a sack. We're not going to penetrate nobody. And if we, somebody get leaks through, it's just, I don't know, it's Christmas. <laughs> and why is this, Danny? One thing is you look at, um, I was shocked at the University of Miami. You look, you like, you look at the, some of the coaches' staff. When I was there, um, Art Howe was the defensive line coach. Uh, and you look at him, and it was more of the, you had a defensive line coach who played defensive line, the linebacker coach that played linebacker, a secretary coach that played secondary. Now it's more of the, oh, I play tight end, but now I'm coaching the defensive lineman. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, how to, you know, how to blank you can coach the defensive line. You've never played a position. I was never a running coach. Coach Axel was a receiver coach, so he knows the nuances of how you, you know, play the position. Right. And nobody teaches that. that when they said, oh, Miami doesn't develop players, it's any other school. If you don't have somebody who's never played a position, doesn't know how to do it, and you're like, oh, I'll plug you in, it's never going to work. And I blame the coaching st- I blame the coaching tradition because I, you know, I put all these hours in. All of a sudden, I'm in charge of the defensive line. I'm like, you never played. Yeah. How do you, ha- you know, what are you going to tell somebody when you get double teamed? Do you know and, the move over like two inches? Do you know how to just take them on and you know shed the blocker? Do you know the the read stance? Danny, so, before we let you go, um, you know, there there are a few people out there. That are, I just read today that. Um, that the athletic director has assembled a, uh, a, um, a committee and Jonathan Vilma and um, Vinny Testaverde are going to be two of the athletes that are going to be on this committee to help look for a new coach. Any suggestions of who they should uh, recommend? Yeah, they should put me on there. 
<laughs> so so we, we should put your name in the hat. And be the... Get him on your show and ask him about the same thing I just said about the <laughs> news and all that. So can we can we bring can uh, can we put your name in the hat to be the head coach at the University of Miami? Um, I would be. You know what? I would. I would there because I just you know it's a basic. All of us went there when we went to UM. When we left, we just know, and every person that gra- you know graduated. Understand the system. All of us there, we're not dumb. We're not like, you know, Miami players have this high hope. That's why we're on the sideline. We're sitting there telling kids, I'm like, look, you need to do this and that. I remember Warren Sapp, and if I got time, I'll tell you. Warren Sapp's playing the Orange Bowl. I come down for the first time, and he's playing against Nebraska, and they kept turning him loose. And I'm like sitting there looking at Warren. He's running up the field. I said, Warren, I'm like, I said, how many times have you been double teamed? Every play, I'm like. You're the last guy in the world they're going to turn loose. It's a draw play. Next thing you know, they run the play again. He comes back. He's sacking everybody. And you can ask Warren Sapp personally what was that one thing, and that was my thing to him. And me and him have been friends. That was our bond we had. And I kept saying to him, like, bro, you're the last guy on earth they're ever going to turn loose. When they turn you loose, don't run up the field. Go look for the running back. And I wasn't, I wasn't the coach. Right. I was just on the sideline telling him that. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, that, and, you know, that, I really think those little things back in the day made a big difference, us being on the sidelines. You know, we were one of the first teams to do that. And um, But, you know, things change, and we know the NCAA has a lot to do with um, us not being on the sideline, being able to maybe not coach up some of those guys, but give them some tips from time to time. Well, yeah. you know, they say that, and it wasn't our fault. You know, it wasn't our thing where – I always sit there. One day I was on the sideline. I'm like, I get a, I get a guy with a tight Ed Hardy T-shirt on, wrap around sunglasses, with some hot girl walking the sideline. I'm like, he never played on football. What is he doing on the sideline? Yeah. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, this is our thing. So yeah. school sold out. Spaces on the sideline. They got burnt on it, and it just hurts. And then if you see recruits, like high school kids, you know, when we were playing, Daryl, you know, the one thing that would come down, that would come down and see us. We're hanging out, you know, we're warming up, and you, like, look at a kid and be like, look, you're going to be with us or not? And then right. the kid's there. We go play at Florida, Florida State. The same kid is still there, and, like, you're going to watch them lose, or you're going to watch us win. Right. And then next thing you know, they sign with Miami. They go on a recruiting trip. You talk to them, and then when, you get, when you're, like, playing the thing and you're in the pros on the sideline, like, you need to do this and that, I vouch for you. Yeah. Hey, Let's Danny, hold on, man. We got to take a quick break. Hey, guys, we'll be back right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. 
where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. And we'd like to thank Danny Stubbs for being on the show. Danny played with the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Bengals, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Miami Dolphins. But he also, you know, he's most famous for playing with the um, San Francisco 49ers, Jerry Rice and Steve Walsh, um, Coach Walsh and uh, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana and those guys winning two Super Bowls out there. And winning two two national championships at the University of Miami. And also a good friend and a good friend of the show. And thanks, Danny. Thanks for calling again. Don't be a stranger. Call back anytime. Hey, but guys, let's get right into this NFL a little bit. You know, we're talking about, you know, it's only three undefeated teams left in the NFL. And that's um, the New England Patriots, the um, Cincinnati Bengals. And here it is, Cam Newton um, doing his thing. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I really just... I have to praise this guy, Cam Newton, because I think he is something very, very special. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're seeing something that we're probably never – we're seeing a guy play the game like I don't think we'll ever see again. I mean, he has, he has a very accurate arm. He's 6'6", 260 pounds. You know, I make this joke about Cam Newton that he, he looks like Julius Peppers – and runs like Eric Dickerson, you know, and, and some of you guys that may not know Eric Dickerson, Eric Dickerson was a, a super running back for the for the Los Angeles Rams at the time, before the Rams were the um, St. Louis Rams, they were the Los Angeles Rams back in the day, but um, this kid, Cam Newton, has his team in a position where they're undefeated, um, his number one receiver is a tight end of, of all people, and I just I think we better watch this team. I think they could they can only get better. Uh, I really and they have one of the best defenses in the league. But the next undefeated team would have to be the New England Patriots. And hey, this team is no stranger to winning. Uh, this team has won the Super Bowl. They are the defending Super Bowl champions, even though a lot of people think that they won that one on a fluke. But they are the defending Super Bowl champion. Bill Belichick is going to put his team in a position to win 
every time they touch the field. I mean, you know, one of the things that we're going to be talking about about the Patriots in the next few weeks is that Julius Edelman is gone. You know, he he is Tom Brady's number one receiver. He has more targets than any other receiver on his team. And he is possibly going to have surgery on his foot. Uh, say there's some rumors that he has a broken foot. So he could be out for possibly the rest of the season. Um, without Julius, Julian Edelman, I think Tom Brady's going to have to find some other other targets, which now we know his number, the one he's going to go to now has to be Rob Gronkowski. You know, he, he's the number one tight end in the league. Um, and he's, he's a he can, um, perennial pro bowler. Rob Gronkowski is no slouch and I'm sure Tom Brady is going to find, find him more now. And, and with the, with the New England Patriots nine and zero in the league and leading their division and the Buffalo Bills are behind them at five and four. There's no doubt that they will win the division. There's no doubt that they'll have a home field advantage. There's no doubt that they'll have, have a bye because that's what this team plays for. They play to get the bye. They play for the home field advantage. And, um, in the NFC, AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals are undefeated. Um, hey, Andy Dalton has proven himself to be a, a top, top-notch quarterback in, in this league. A.J. Green has proven himself to be a solid receiver, solid number one receiver in this league. And they're 8-0, and and at, at the end of the night, they could be 9-0. and You know, hey, uh, I, think, I think Cincinnati is, has, has every year they're there. You know, and Marvin Lewis has, has lived up to the hype of um of coming through for this team and then playing the Texans tonight, a team that's at the bottom of the cellar of this league of the NFL. I don't see it I don't see them having any problems um dealing dealing with the Texans. And like I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers are six and four behind them. It, the, the the Cincinnati Bengals are gonna have to go on a serious slide for um the the Pittsburgh Steelers to take to overtake them in that AFC North division, and we have the worst division in the league in the Indianapolis Colts, the AFC South, and the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts are winning this division. The Jacksonville Jaguars are three and six. The Indianapolis Colts are four and five. Houston Texans are three and five. Tonight they'll either be tied for first place or tied for second place in the division. Wow, this is a this is a, a a horrible division, and someone from that division will go on to go to the playoffs and waste a spot because I really don't think that any one of those teams are going to be in a position to to beat any any of the top teams in the in in the AFC. In the AFC West, the Denver Broncos benched. Peyton Manning yesterday, and uh, after Peyton Manning um, took over the passing league of the NFL, NFL leading passer in the history of the league, Peyton Manning took, won that award yesterday. At the, in the same day, he was benched for throwing four interceptions, and Peyton Manning is, is dealing with a foot injury that possibly is going to need surgery and possibly... Um, has a uh, a rib injury. Now, if he has both of these injuries, I don't see him coming back next week. They said he's possibly definitely not coming back next week. But can he come back in two weeks with the foot injury that could possibly need surgery and a rib injury? Wow, I'm not so sure. And without Peyton Manning, we will see 
how difficult it is for this team to win, uh, how difficult it is for this team to move the ball, and how difficult it is for this team to to, to hold it together without Peyton Manning. I mean, you know, we, we I, I, and I saw something yesterday I, I've, I had never seen before in my life. I saw Peyton Manning being booed on a field by his own home team, his own home fans. He was booed by the Denver Broncos. And, hey, after four interceptions, um, there's no doubt he probably deserved to be booed. But we're talking about Peyton Manning here, guys, you know, the leading passer in the history of the game, Peyton Manning. The New York football giants are leading the NFC East. Behind them is the Washington Redskins. The New York Giants are 5-5. Five and five. And they really had every opportunity in the world yesterday to beat the New England Patriots and just couldn't do it. And I really think Tom Coughlin is in for another, another special playoff season because I really think this team has, has, a, has a playoff atmosphere about them. I don't think we've seen the best football from, uh, from um, Eli Manning. I don't think we've seen the best football from um, from the offense of the New York Giants, and I really think the defense is going to play even better. I don't see anybody in this division catching them or, or winning. Win, not, now, I can't say catch them because they're only one game ahead of the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles at 5-5, five and five, and they're, they're best busting 500. So they could be caught, but I think the the Giants are the um, the cream of this division. I just really do. Now, on, in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings are leading this division. Behind them, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't appear to have it together. He really is struggling this year. Uh, Jordy Nelson is not there. He doesn't have a go-to receiver. You wonder how, if this team continues to slide, where will they be? They're on a three-game losing streak right now. That's, this is not good. Hey, but on the other hand, the Minnesota Vikings and um, Adrian Peterson are on a five-game winning streak, and this team really looks like they are, they are they're for real. Um, Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is a real NFL quarterback. He's tough. He's smart. Uh, he can run the ball when he needs to. He's turned out to be a, something really special. And the NFC South, Carolina Panthers are winning the division at 9-0. and Atlanta Falcons are 6-3. and Atlanta's on a two-game losing streak. Carolina's on a nine-game winning streak. I really think this Carolina Panthers team could make some noise in the playoffs. Too bad they didn't get a receiver or another weapon for Cam Newton before the trade deadline. It didn't happen. So... He has to go into the playoffs, into the rest of the season, second half of the season, with what he got, with what he has. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, um, Carson Palmer makes this team a different team. Last year, we saw them without Carson Palmer late in the season, and this was a playoff team that did not do anything in the playoffs but lose, um, barely made the playoffs. And they, when they got to the playoffs, they couldn't do anything. But I really think that um, the Arizona Cardinals with Carson Palmer can make some noise in the playoffs. The Rams are behind them at four and five. Seattle Seahawks are behind them at four and five. The Arizona Cardinals have a record of seven and two and a three-game winning streak. 
I think this team could do some things in the playoffs. I really look forward to seeing them in the in um in this week in this year's playoffs with Carson Palmer. Now, on the other hand, guys, when um when we look at the college football before we go, you know, can can we really say that the Clemson Tigers are number one? Are, are, are they really, really, really the number one team? Come on. Is Alabama the number two team? I don't know. It, it, where is Ohio State in this whole thing? They haven't lost a game in, a la- in, what, a year and a half, and they're number three? I don't know. It's hard to say um, where this college football thing is going to go you know Oklahoma State are they really the number four team in the nation Notre Dame we know if anybody slips in college football because of the power of the Notre Dame alumni they will be in this college football tournament and you have to be in the top four to be in the college football tournament we know that if Notre Dame continues to win and has the record right now with only one loss they will have a chance to play for the national title. I don't care if Iowa's undefeated. I don't care if, if Michigan is there. I don't care if Baylor's continue, Baylor continues to have one loss. If Notre Dame has one loss, they will slip into an opportunity to play for the national championship in the championship, in the in this tournament of college football. Guys, before we leave, um, I'd like to say our blessings and our prayers go out to the people in France and all that they're dealing with, with the violence, and there's just no place in sports for violence. God bless you all. I'll see you next week with more sports info on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then.